0: This is the Royal Tea Podcast, spilling it with queens, kings, and everything in between. The Royal Tea teaches and empowers young, queer, people of color through personal testimonies and connections in our local community of Phoenix and beyond. We serve, sip, and spill the latest tea so you can take action and care for yourself and those around you. (laughs) That's okay, we'll bring it back, we'll bring it back. You said a lot. <laughs> let it all out yeah so virus education is always key that's always the first thing that we need to talk about right so because it's such a new thing it's such a new disease it's going around to people that have never had it before you know it's um we've learned that it's usually spread through, um, respiratory, you know, droplets in your, in your saliva and that kind of thing. Um, and so the, the key is to stay six feet away. That's what we're being told by the CDC and, um, our, you know, different, uh, state levels of departments of health, um, which is, you know, best practice. But if you are in, you know, if you're having a sexual encounter with somebody, obviously you have to be, probably closer than six feet. I mean, he might be long, but he's not that long. Right. So that being said, you know, um, there are some precautions that you have to take. And so far, um, I feel like the, um, New York, city um, department of health or the the group that's there has been doing a really great job of kind of figuring out what we know and what we don't know. And I did a little research and um, coughs and sneezes seem to spread it the most, right? That is the most uh, predominant way to to spread it since it is found in saliva or mucus. And it can be spread through, you know, like kissing, if you're kissing somebody, or if you like lick somebody's eyeball, like their eyeball has mucus on its mucus membrane. So you could pass it those ways. Um, But we still don't know too much about if it's sexually transmitted not or not at this point um, definitely has been found in feces of people so like anal sex might be a concern right. um, and, and it's also been found in semen in men um, but they haven't been able to test whether or not Men having sex with other men, or men having sex with women, would then pass that through the semen. Um, and so far, um, we have not found it in vaginal fluid. Um, so, other other coronaviruses aren't really efficiently transmitted through sexual contact, but that doesn't mean that this one is not different, right? It could totally be different. Um, and I think that's really the biggest thing that we need to put out there to people is you know, there's always a chance, there's always a risk. It's very similar to if you don't want to, you know, get another STI or, you know, if somebody else that you're having sex with is just generally sick, has a a flu or something like that, the best way to protect yourself is at least using condoms and other kind of, you know, dental dams, gloves, protective gear, um, and to to practice safe sex, you know, in a way that you're not going to directly get infected. Like you said, kissing would be a huge way to get another, like, cold from somebody else. Um, so that's a huge part of it. Um, and then another part of it is really just, like, using your using your best, you know, practice or your, your best kind of, like, mentality. Like, really think about, you know, how do I have sex with somebody that can be safe and that, you know, really helps me not to pass this on to other people. Cause I think that's really a big thing too, is that we're not going to shame you yeah. for having sex or, or we're going out and, you know, doing that, but like, how can you really keep yourself safe? And it, again, it's like, before COVID, we had this idea of like, how can you keep yourself safe from HIV, you could, like from contracting or passing on HIV? And those are all very similar. Those methods of, of staying safe and making sure you don't transmit it to other people are all very similar to what we're seeing with COVID so far, where condoms, you know, um, be on medications or make sure that you are, you know, not, you don't have a fever. Those are the kinds of things that are coming out when we're talking about COVID, but they're still not. Totally, truly, prove it yet? Because the education, the the research, really isn't there.
1: Yeah, so you know, I think another thing as far as like with those apps again, having deeper conversations with people and kind of getting to people know, get to know them a little bit better. um, You know, again, that kind of leads to making yourself feel comfortable if you, if you do want to meet this individual and, you know, knowing that you both have been either quarantined or you've been, you know, quarantined for the last 14, 15 days. And uh, again, and then having those adult conversations about like, Hey, like, you know, well, if we're going to be doing this, like, is there anybody in your family or people in your home or that, you know, we could possibly affect and, you know, it you know, and it could be, On a larger scale, for that individual, as far as death and stuff, you know, that's something that we don't want to hold within ourselves. So, you know, it's like having those conversations about, like, listen, like, you know, if we do this, you know, is there anybody that could affect somebody else where it can be worse or death? You know, so it's just like, and again, it's like having that that conversation about HIV. Like, you know, what's your status? And it's kind of both of those are relating a lot with COVID and um but yeah i think that's something that i've been kind of hearing about in the community that people are having these deeper conversations and they're still wanting to hook up because you know they have like these desires and they need to get all this like frustration out Um, but they're having deeper conversations with people and making sure that on each end there there's nobody that if they were to book get infected or one of them is infected like they're not going to infect anybody else within their family or friends or community that Um, It could be much worse for. So I thought that was kind of a a topic that I was hearing about this morning in a different podcast.
0: Yeah, I I mean, that's right on the money. Like you said, there are some parallels here between... HIV and COVID, as far as the sex aspect, of course, we're not equating them; they're not the same thing. But um, you know, the same things kind of apply. Like, be as safe as you can. You know, right now, uh, from what I have been reading online, they say, okay, well, if you're going to engage in some sort of sexual activity, do it with somebody you know. Do it with somebody that you live with. Do it somebody with somebody that you know. You know, like you said, doesn't have somebody at home that could really be greatly affected. So, not have elderly people at home, like grandma or grandpa. Or having people that are immunocompromised at home, like make safe choices, not necessarily for yourself, because you obviously want to get off. You're like, yeah, I'm, you know, uh, like I have nothing to do all day, and that's all I'm doing is thinking about dudes, and that, you know, I just want to get it out. Um, but you know, be careful because you could be, you know, if you have, if you have it, if you're. Um, carrying that virus and you give it to somebody that you have a sexual encounter with and then they bring it home to grandma like you don't want that on your conscious I mean I think most people would not want it on their conscious anyway and then you know just like the kind of the conversations we've been having since COVID of like being clean and doing things in a clean way and not to say like you know STIs or, or being sick is really dirty I'm saying like make sure that you wash your hands beforehand make sure that you shower beforehand to reduce any possible you know infection spread and then after Word, of course, make sure that you clean up and that your toys or whatever you're using um, that may have gotten infected or you know may have had some sort of water droplets or whatever on it. Make sure that all gets washed. Wash your sheets, wash your pillows, your blankets like whatever um, right away so that even if you're having sex with somebody that you don't know, um, you're you know minimizing the ability or the possibility that you would get infected, and that's super huge right now, too. And that kind of leads into like this idea of like what can and can't you do with high risk. We already talked about you know the kissing can easily pass COVID, and um, because of the feces and the semen, like oral sex with with men um, who ejaculate or um, rimming might be ways that you could pass it. Um, and that of course, like dental dams or condoms would help reduce that. But as far as you know what what can you do or what are some things that you could do? Like, how are you finding dating or, um, hooking up to be different? And what are you doing differently now that you weren't doing before? And what can you kind of tell your audience to, to kind of do as a best practice?
1: Oh, Henny, we can be here all day talking about this. (laughs) You know, I guess No, (laughs) I'm a very sexual person. And then, um, like I have to admit that, like, and this is why I'm in the field because I, I love sex. And I think, um, that there's been so much taboo about sex and even within our own country and i think it's a beautiful thing and i think it's a beautiful thing to share with you know either a significant other or a group of people like it's it's a beautiful thing to share and you know self i mean just pleasure itself is great but you know it that is something that i've had to really just like again take a step back and reevaluate my own desires and things that i'm really you know that i want to still get off but you know still have a like uh, just like one of those like hot moments but you know i have to tell you that like you know i have been on amazon and different like sex toys like um, even here in phoenix we have offshoot offshoot too um they were um doing like curbside pickups so you can call and kind of like ask for different sex toys or underwear or different things just to make that makes you feel sexy and uh, and they would have it ready for you. And then they would just do curbside pickup, which I thought was awesome. Um, but, yeah, I I, I really kind of went through different sex toys. And I uh, looked up different ways to use these sex toys and how to get off with them. And, you know, I made some purchases. I, <laughs> there was, like, boxes coming stacked up here in my home. But, you know, I really wanted to find the right toy that kind of gave me different sensations or different feelings of, like, maybe even, like, feeling of like another person touching me and um so i have to say different like anal vibrators and i just i've um anal from anal beads anal vibrators different things that um had kind of like that vibration touch to it um so yeah i did a lot of purchase online for that but you know for other people who are into other things like I, I, this has to be like the voyeur and like ex, uh, exhibitionist dream because like i could just see so many opportunities for people who are really into that um have opportunities to like get off and watch each other from, you know, 6 feet apart, you know, as you know I could see a scenario of like two people meeting up in a backyard and just like watching each other get off. Like I think that's so hot and actually I was talking to another person about this conversation about, you know, when um in the early 80s when the epidemic hit hard in in like New York and San Francisco, there would be people like jerking off like on the rooftops you know jer- you know again masturbation was a healthy and um healthy way to get off and you know we def- you definitely know that there was no chance of <laughs> catching the virus but they would literally like meet on top of different rooftops and people would just watch each other like get off like especially in like in in um san francisco i know and i know like in new york uh, was definitely a hot spot for that and um but yeah, just you know, self masturbation and um, watching people <laughs> in a safe, legal way, of course, you know. But uh, you know, those are things that I have been learning about. And but again, just spending some time to myself and locking myself in my bedroom and putting that not do not disturb sign because Mama's taking care of business. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, but, you know, it's important to talk about because we, we have needs and we need to, you know, we, and then sometimes, you know, again, masturbation is a way of like helping with depression and helping with your immunity. So, you know, you're doing yourself a favor and keeping yourself healthy and, you know, um, and healthy and happy. <laughs> but, um, yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, um, I mean, there's so many, um, you know, scientific studies that like. You know, having an orgasm once a day is really good for your health, and, um, you know, that you have heightened um, endorphins, that you're typically generally happier if you're having a healthy sex life. You live longer, um, your mental health state is in a better place, you know, usually, like, you know, most of your life, I guess, like there's always going to be hiccups, right? Like, and this is one of those things where it's like, here's a hiccup. We have this COVID, we have this quarantine, everybody's at home, everybody's lonely, everybody's depressed. And like, how can we get over that? And I think this is really all good to, to talk about and to hear. I mean, dating or having sexual encounters with people is really difficult right now. If you're trying to stay healthy and, you know, be, um, be the, I guess, the, what i would say responsible citizen like yeah you still have urges and desires and still go with that but just be as safe as you can by doing those kinds of things like i think mutual masturbation is a great way to do it like you go meet up with somebody like stay six feet apart watch each other you know get off with each other in that kind of way or hey even better yet zoom has 40 minutes free for free accounts and up to 10 people can join you can just (laughs) go ahead and um you know you could go ahead and just do a a zoom meeting. I mean, it's, it's the new thing, right? We just were watching, we were just watching that film yesterday, um, circus of books and it talked about how kind of like the porn industry died after the internet because everything is going virtual. And, um, so, you know, that or, or Skype or hangouts or any of those places, those platforms could really be like your own webcam, you know, if you want it to be. Um, but that being said, like there's so many ways to kind of interact sexually, like, How do you date somebody? Let's say it's love, you know, and you want to be romantic with somebody. Um, What kind of ways are people changing how they date?
1: You know, that's such a great question. And that's something that I've been really evaluating myself. Um, You know, I think as a personally right now, mentally, I don't think dating (laughs) um, is a choice for myself. Um, I think it's an opportunity for me to kind of take a a seat back and just, you know, Take care of myself and take care of my own health and take care of my mental health And um you know shoot (laughs) it was hard as it was before covid and now it's even harder to date during covid (laughs) but i have to say like you know there's um you know personally there is somebody that i really really care for and he's um in l.a right now and you know l.a got hit really hard with the virus as well so they're like on the extreme lockdown but Um, it's really given us an opportunity to talk more and have conversations and even some dirty conversations in there, you know, to, you know, kind of keep it fun and going. But um, it was definitely a good opportunity for us to just kind of get to know each other a little more. Like I feel like I've learned about him a lot more during this time because we've had more time to talk on the phone, more time to FaceTime each other. Um, But, you know, but I also feel like this could be an opportunity for those people who are mentally like okay and ready uh, to date or kind of like have. I think this is a good time where people can get to know each other a little bit more instead of having like a hookup meetup or you know going on a date and then hooking up right afterwards. You know, this gives an opportunity to really just get to know somebody and have that time to um, bond and and get to know them even sexually, but during the phone, and see like what are their. What are their interests in? But yeah, I think it could go both ways. I think there's people who are just not ready for it. And I think there's people who are ready for it. But I think on both ends, I think it's still, there's still an opportunity for each to one self-reflect, but also get to know somebody um, a little bit more. Wow. So much great and very useful information. Let's go ahead and take a break and we'll be right back. Southwest Center's behavioral health team includes several licensed therapists who offer individuals, groups, and families counseling designed to provide support and guidance. We provide general mental health services to all members of the local community, regardless of HIV status. Additionally, our behavioral health staff prides themselves on offering services and support specifically tailored toward LGBTQ clients. Most insurances are accepted and there is a sliding scale available.
0: Yeah, I remember. um, And I, you know, I I can't really say either way, like that I promote, uh, you know, I condone or I don't condone. I can't really say either way where I am. I kind of sit on the fence. But long distance relationships is a way that you force yourself to have a conversation with people um, because, you know, you can't just get on a bus or drive your car or take a train even, you know, um, to go see them, you know, something that's sort of cheap travel. Uh, so you have to kind of build that foundation of a relationship through communication, through pictures, videos, texts, Facebook, like whatever resources you have that you utilize. Those are the ways in which you build that relationship with that person. And so even if, you know, this person that you're interested in wasn't in LA, you're still sheltering at home, so even if they were in Phoenix, you know, local, you just wouldn't be able to see them because every household right now is supposed to be staying at home safe. I mean, if you're if you're doing that, right? Um, and uh, the you know the upside to that is that, as you mentioned with the sex, also that people are talking more about what's happening they're being more open they're having longer conversations about you know what are you into and you know what do you want to do when we see each other and um you know in what ways can they make you feel safe um those are the kinds of things that yeah i think like a typical healthy relationship really needs to be built on and now we're kind of if we're interested in that person enough we're kind of being patient and setting ourselves up for success in those conversations. Um, I know a couple of times I've been on the phone with people for like eight or 10 hours, which is like ridiculous. Thank gosh. We don't have to pay for minutes anymore. <laughs> but like, um, you know, it's just like, those are really long conversations that you have with somebody. And then it's like, I spent eight hours on the phone with you. Like I know so much more about, you now. you know, it, and it's crazy. And um, you know, it's just one of those things where, Again, the communication is a huge part of it, and then you could kind of talk about all the hopes and dreams and aspirations you have when we're out of this here quarantine. Already.
1: There's
0: there's so much more I think to a relationship. It's so much more complex, and you do have to have that good conversation, that good communication to be able f- for it to be successful. Anyway, then on top of that, you know, like you have the sexual aspect, which right now, you know, if you want to feel like a born again. Uh, Christian or religious person, like you could say, oh, I'm, I'm saving myself, you know, but, and I feel like that's kind of where we're all at right now is like, oh, okay, once I could get back out into it, I will. But for right now, you know, and it's, again, it's not yucking your yums. I just see, I see a lot of people that, you know, didn't necessarily have a partner you know, a more romantic partner going into this, they are tending to abstain more from sex. Wow. Not always, but just more so than normal. Um, and I think that's it's a smart choice to stop the spread. And then once we all come back, I know there's probably I talked to a few people from Southwest Center. They they predict there's going to be a resurgence of STIs and just like people, you know, um, going out and and kind of saying, "Oh, it's safe now," wow. and we just have to be very careful about that too, because that resurgence can always be a downside for yeah, the community so as again, well.
1: Like you know if you're going out there and you're having sex and you're doing your thing, you know, that's that's on you. And you know, we, you know, I support you and whatever your your choices are. But again, like STDs are still happening during COVID. And so I think it's important that you know you do see the center like Southwest Center or Taros or the County to go and take care of that and be responsible um, even through COVID here. Because, um, yeah, I think we are going to see um, a spike in STIs. I think we're going to see a spike in domestic violence. We're going to see a, um, a spike in uh, in babies <laughs> in our community. So, um, but, yeah, I guess, you know, most importantly, again, like, I can't stress this enough. Like, come see us here at the Southwest Center. Um I believe we have Terry, um, our nurse practitioner, who's taking appointments as well. And uh, our testing team is not there, but they are working on a new project where we're going to be sending out at-home testing. So that'll be coming out um, early or kind of mid-May here. So we're really excited about that. So we're working on that project with the center. And um, so, you know, again, you can... Get your HIV test at home in you know in your own safe space, and really leave that stigma out the door, and you know and you know update your status because I think it's important to make sure that we're keeping healthy during COVID.
0: Yeah, I think that's all really important. And you make a good point that there's so many people that are going to telemedicine now because they don't want people to be sitting in like a stuffy lobby, you know, coughing on each other, um, you know, within feet of each other. But they do want people to still have access to the medicines, especially the ones that are important for, you know, like your daily medication for either prep or pep or birth control. It's huge too. Like you said, we're going to have a lot of babies. So I know the American Sexual Health Association has put out a lot of information about telehealth and. Um, so has Harvard Health, um, Planned Parenthood, which is a great resource. And then, of course, Southwest Center has their own uh, resources that they provide as well, including telemedicine. I believe also they have um, intake still, right? So you could go in person. Um, it's just that, of course, they want you to practice social, distance, social distancing and safe um, practices as far as like if you're sick or you're feeling unwell, right. don't go into the center. But they're still seeing yeah, people, so in, still person seeing there, people in person there,
1: correct? Again, like uh, it's appointment only. And we're doing appointment only, so we're not having a variety of people hanging out in the lobby. Um, You know, again, like our clients are very important to us. Their health is important to us. So make an appointment. Um, If you're interested in prep, you can uh, schedule a um, FaceTime or Zoom meeting with one of our prep guys to get on prep. And um, again, Terry's there to see you all. But again, there's other agencies that are also doing things as well. And I, I believe county is still offering testing as well. So um, yeah, you know, can't stress it enough, still protect yourself and protect your health and make sure you're uh, getting you know, your routine checkup.
0: Yeah, I mean that's super important. I know so many people now are kind of foregoing, oh, you know, I'm not sick, so I'm just not going to go to the doctor, which is actually kind of the opposite of what we want to happen. Like if you are supposed to be getting regular medication refills or, you know, you're still supposed to be going to see your dentist, make sure that you contact their office and you make sure that if they're still seeing patients that you do it in a safe way and if they're not to reschedule as soon as possible. I know I've had some that are still seeing me or that will still see me in my upcoming appointments in June, July. But I know also there are some that has said, let's reschedule for November, so just to be safe. So really just uh, follow their advice and of course, you know, try to stay as healthy and safe as you can while remaining on your medications and, and getting your checkups that you need yes. for sure. Yes. Well, did you have anything else, sex and dating you know, in the time of COVID? I don't have anything
1: else right now, but I just you know, want to just kind of do a quick shout out and just like kind of thank everybody that's really helped get our royalty podcast out there. So from Eli to yourself, Jareth, who's an amazing host, so thank you. Um, and then the rest of our core team with the T-Phoenix, uh, just thank you for your hard work and uh, an opportunity to help make a difference in our community. I, you know, I really appreciate it because you know it's not me that's doing this program, it's we. And so I just kind of wanted to share that love and um, be thankful for being able to have a team that's carrying uh, our mission.
0: I couldn't agree more. You said it spot on the best way possible. So I appreciate it, um, Eli and Adrian and yourself and Richie and all the people that have been wanting to to get involved. I shout out to you as well because you've been doing great work just talking about the podcast, giving us ideas uh, and uh, recording, editing, yeah. all of that yeah. stuff.
1: Appreciate so, yeah, you guys. Thank you.
0: Alright, and if anybody has any questions or wants to know anything about the T-Phoenix, so where could they look you up?
1: up. Um, my personal email is it's, um our ASCON, and that is at Southwest. So it'd be swhiv.org. So that is my personal email. Uh, you can reach us on social media as well. We have our uh, T Phoenix page on uh, Facebook. We're also on Twitter and we're on Facebook, uh, Instagram, sorry. <laughs>
0: All right. No, no problems. I just want to make sure that the information's out there. Everybody could check it out. They could join us in our virtual mission to get the the word out there and to continue to do the mission of the tea as we kind of figure out what our new normal is. I don't like saying that, but that's what everybody calls it, right? Um, and uh, just adjusting to being at home more often and, you know, cooking and doing things for ourselves. And, you know, we want to make sure that we're also putting that information out there so that the tea can... The T could reach people. That's what that's what our goal and our mission is. So thank you so much, Andrew. Uh we will have you on again, I'm sure. Um, but for right now, we'll go ahead and sign off. And thank you for having me Yeah. We'll see you next time.